from the Commagers. I'm Brian Costello. I'm Jim DeSanto. I'm Katie. And tonight we're joined by the other member of our family, really. The, our fourth. She's she's four four of the four. Uh, she's Erin Powers. And we're so excited she's here. Yeah. Welcome. Yay. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Most Happy times we're just missing a piece of ourselves because you're not with us. <laughs> tonight we're whole. That's what's happening. Okay. Cheers to that. Cheers to that. I like. I love that. Uh, so tonight we're actually getting a disturbing look into Katie's childhood with the film that she was allowed to watch. <laughs> a Me lot. too. Um, not some of the other great films that we've talked about from the eighties that were Mm-mm. were stolen from her. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're talking the Three Amigos, but first, as always, we ask the most pressing question of every episode: What is everybody drinking? I'm drinking a new whiskey uh, that Katie and I picked up for my birthday. It's Happy birthday, Jim. Fortunato's Fate. And it is a rye whiskey from New Liberty Distilling. More Liberty. Ooh. New Liberty Distilling in Philadelphia. Love and it. then they finish it in sherry casks because of the whole Fortunato oh. thing. Yeah, it's so very okay. on point. It's no. very on theme. Oh. Yeah. Themed whiskey. And the, and the, whole, the bottle, it's be- they really, it, it, they put together a nice Their artwork is really beautiful nice on all their bottles. <clears throat> they yeah. should sell it at the Do we have the, the bottle that we can look at? Oh, is it, is it? Yes, yeah, go get it. Sorry. All right, uh, Aaron, what do you have? Um, I have just some barefoot hard seltzers. Excellent. Um, watermelon and lime. And then after that, uh, pineapple and passion fruit. Love summer. It. Ooh. summer stuff. Very summer yeah. themed. So here's, oh, here's look at that the bottle. bottle. That looks yeah. like the cover of a finely uh, written novel from yeah. the so there's a, well, So there's a picture on each side. Yeah. There's one of Montresor and one of Fortunato. And then nice. around the top, it says Nemo, May, and Pune, La, la Cassette, la, la Cassette. You say the C with a hard, I don't know, La Cassette, something like that. Um, which is Nobody Punishes Me Without Impunity in Latin. It's very it's very thematic. I often wonder if, um, if people actually know how them. Latin's pronounced or not, or if they're just fucking making it up. It's a great question. Because <laughs> like, how there's, no there's no recordings. There's no recordings. That's a very valid point. Jim. I'm sure one of our linguist friends who are listening, we need a linguistic expert to let us know. Well, to be fair, they could tell us and we wouldn't know if they're Yeah, we'll trust the truth whatever you tell us. That's true. Yep. Yeah. We need true. Scott Mullen. Scott Mullen. But we trust Doctor. experts. We need Dr. Uh, right. Scott Mullen. We'll have a consultation. Yeah, Dr. I'll, Mullen. I'll get know. back to you on this. We yeah. will get an answer. Yeah. Uh, I am drinking Route 16 Pale Ale from one of my favorite new breweries we discovered in New Hampshire, uh, the Hobbs Brewing Company Excellent. in Ossipee, which is, I mean, say that five times. It's a good name. It's fantastic. It's a good name. I like it. West Ossipee, even make it that much harder. Uh, fantastic beer. Um, okay. It is time. Can't wait for this one. I was anticipating this more than I was the film uh, for Katie's rundown. You don't want no. We can be done with that. Well, you're gonna have to find the music then. Keenan was gonna record. I know. Everybody makes promises. Nobody hired a mariachi band. Keenan doesn't ever remember how to play a saxophone. That's a fair point. All right. The three amigos are a trio of silent actors who are newly unemployed. Their luck seems to turn when they receive an invitation to travel to Santa Poco, Mexico. And put on a show for big bucks. The catch, Carmen, the telegram writer, thinks that they are real American cowboys who can save her town from its real villain, El Jefe. 
Can the three amigos charm their way through this problema? Or will they end up muerto? What? El jefe? El... Guapo. 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 God damn it. El jefe's the real guy, isn't it? Jefe's the... He's like, he's like the actual... <laughs> Sorry. El guapo. Oh, he had one job. One job. Oh, Eva had a friend in uh, in preschool that they, they called Guapo. And when she told us the day that like she got bit by a friend, she was kept saying, Bapo bit me. Bapo bit me. And we're like, who the hell is Bapo? El Guapo. Guapo. Yep. El Guapo. There you go. All right. Um, Full circle. Circle. All right. There we go. Uh, so let's grade it. Grade of the week on a scale of A plus through Chris Monero's The Rookie. How would you grade The Three Amigos? Jim. Uh, this is a D minus for me. Oh, wow. I, that went right D down to minus. the bottom of my gut. Love like I love it. Cut to the bone. Right to my to, pelvis. Right we can talk about it, pelvis. but there is nothing about this movie that I like. There's one oh, wow. accidental joke that I think what? maybe they planned, but we can talk about that in a minute. Um, but yeah, I have a hard time with this movie. Wow, I have a hard Aaron. time with you in my bed tonight. Good <laughs> lord. That's what she said. <laughs> Title of my sex tape. <laughs> All right. I've already laughed more. I know. I did the entire three amigos. I, yeah, so, so I should I should clarify I my during the first my grade my grade goes. Uh, I don't find this funny. I, I find each of those individuals very funny in other circumstances. I the story is nonsensical. The comedy is really forced, and the movie making aspect of it is absolutely garbage. So that's all I have. I. Listen, there are people who are coming to the defense of this film, and I will be one of them. Um, yes, it doesn't get the highest report card rating. So what I, is your grade? I will give it a B minus. Um, and a lot of it for me is points because of nostalgia. Like, this is just one of those films that has wormed its way. Wormed? Sure. Wormed its way into yeah. my heart. It just feels like a negative word to use, but um, I love it. I love these three guys. I love the songs. It brings back childhood memories. There wasn't anything in it that felt like super offensive. Like we can't, we have to throw this movie out in the trash. Uh, yeah. There were some close, really I close still enjoyed things. It. We could talk about that. Yeah. Could, yeah. You don't think there were some <laughs> gratuitous stereotypes are in this film? coming for Jim. They're coming for Jim. No, Jerry's um, Jerry agrees with me. We never agree with Jerry. <laughs> Agreeing with what Jim feels that? wrong, but here we are. <laughs> All right, uh, Aaron, what I was feel your emboldened. Grade? <laughs> um, I'm going to go with the same grade as Katie and give it a B minus um, for similar reasons. Uh, definitely the nostalgia factor. This was a movie I was allowed to watch as well among so many that I wasn't because mm -hmm. we didn't all get to go to see... Indiana Jones and Star Wars in the movie theater yep. when we were little. Yep. You should have. Some of us could only watch Sound that. of Music and Mary Poppins. Um, but, and uh, Song of Bernadette. Song of Bernadette. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And um, uh, what is it? Uh, His the, Girl Friday. Uh, lace movie you liked. Oh, uh, Arsenic and Old Lace. Oh, that's it. Uh, His Girl Friday. 
Some like it hot. Yeah, mostly oh, black yeah, and white films. Mostly black and white films. That's, than, what, that's uh, what I had. Um, <laughs> but I also think like, I think when I was watching it, I could see why as a kid, I thought it was really funny. And I didn't take it that seriously. So even the campy stuff that, you know, you guys are mad about didn't bother me. No, nope, that's not the like, problem. It felt like they were making fun of things right as part of what they were doing so and i will raise all right well brian you need to grade don't you okay yeah i do need to grade i didn't say anything about it being campy i looked at all my grades uh and i went to the very bottom (laughs) and i said to myself well i gave the rookie a d and i gave rad a d and I would watch both of those films <gasps> on a loop continuously before what? I would watch Three Migos again. Yeah. So I will have to give Shocking. it a. I would have to give it a D minus. As a child, I wondered uh, why my father would allow me to watch Commando, but not Three Amigos. And I realized that he was teaching me taste. Yeah. So, so you weren't, you were like not allowed to watch this. Movie. No, he, like he, it was he, forbidden. He, he would say he couldn't, wasn't worth our time. And I couldn't He's watch right. Commando. I, I will right out of the gate. Just want to address the, the general silliness of this movie is not a problem that I have. Cause I can see, I, and I agree with Aaron. Like I can see why some children would find this funny. However, I would I would say like I would bring space balls and something like um oh I don't know what's another oh like the naked gun to the table as like silly movies that I actually find pretty funny and well-made movies and this is not that I just have to start out with like the very beginning For me, of this movie. comedy is very yes. personal <laughs> I got to say the the this movie at no point made any sense to me in terms of like the choices they were making right like so it starts out as a musical with the three amigos singing a song which i'm completely down with like it's a cowboy western they're singing and they immediately go to the fact that the three amigos were silent film stars so what was the point of them singing the three amigos song and who were they singing it for i mean it was just like weird i felt like this film was either written five different times or filmed five different times because it's like so all over the place. And by the way, I want to put this up front when we talk about this. I like Steve Martin's Pink Panther movies. Okay. I like Martin Short in Captain Ron and I love Chevy Chase's awful movies. So this is not a situation where I am like being a snob about movies. I just think this is like some of their worst work. Like I genuinely, these are three people who I can laugh at in almost everything. And I was like l- sitting here being like, none of this seems to have been written for what they do. Well, like the aspects of their movies that are funny. I feel like it wasn't taking advantage of any of the things that they do. Well, which yeah. was kind of surprising to me. Like, I, <laughs> Uh, Katie's doing dishes, so we might just have to wait and then cut this out. So that... Katie, I <laughs> I need help in here. Has she already um, just? Erin's asking you to come movie... help her. Has she realized that the movie she's isn't getting worth scout. defending? She's getting the dog. She's a like B minus. I like the dog. B minus. I like that as a kid. Talk to you later. See ya. Out. So um so 
I'm actually, I was telling Katie uh, when we talked about this a little earlier, I'm not really, I mean, I like Steve Martin. I like Martin Short in a few things. I'm not a huge Chevy Chase fan. So like, this is actually a movie that I enjoy them in um, or together. I think it's, but I mean, again, like you were talking about like movie. I mean, this is more like a Saturday Night Live movie right i mean lauren michaels Michaels. was involved in yeah and one of the seasons nobody watched of saturday night live like you know when nobody knew who the cast was and nobody wanted to watch the show (laughs) yeah i I don't yeah i i get it's going to be a hard conversation to have because comedy is so like personal but again like i don't there is enough outside of the the terribly forced jokes of this movie like can we just talk about the middle like there's a portion where, so they find out that they need to go to um, Mexico, or no, I'm sorry, they need to go on a quest to find out where El Guapo's uh, palace, or, you know, his his places. Um, and the first thing you see of them is riding off into the sunset to go to this, you know, they're looking for the singing bush. The next you see, they're in the middle of, like, a dry bed, where it's clearly hot, they're sweating, they look gross. Steve Martin opens his canteen and nothing, there's like a drip comes out. Martin Short opens his canteen and a bunch of dirt falls in his face. <laughs> that makes, first off, that makes no sense and it's not funny. Oh, it is funny, I laugh. It's not, like, what? Time. what is the joke you, there? Because it's like, not only is there it's insult on injury like not only is there no water but left, are we are we to believe that he filled he filled his, his own canteen with no, sand like maybe it fell on this you're not supposed well, to no, think too hard about no, it no There's but sand in the point, canteen yeah, that's no but this was my massive issue here this is what at this point in the movie it goes from a film that was kind of goofy and weird and like i think the premise is actually kind of funny mm-hmm. and then it just starts being like out of nowhere, there's a singing turtle. They have the water gag. They have a talking bush. And then it just goes back to being like a semi-normal world. And it's just like, I feel like they were just sitting there. It's almost like when we talked with Tom when we did Caddyshack and we talked about like how Caddyshack, so much of Caddyshack was like made up on the day and they were like gluing weird little Saturday Night Live, Karen's right, like clips together. Yeah. But they were able to figure out like how to get that blend together enough that it worked. Whereas this is just so like disjointed, like those choices you're like sitting there, you're like, where did that you know, come from? You know like, what for me is the biggest like crime of this movie is that they didn't differentiate those three characters in a meaningful way at all. Like they're all just stupid. And no. it's not like that. Like it's clear that, that, that lucky is the leader but he's not any smarter than the other two. No. But that's the that's I think that's part of the joke though, right? Yeah, like right. he's not kind of I mean they're 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 in over their heads for a lot of reasons. But, like but when it they makes... have that conversations about their salary, you know, like they're and and we're supposed to be laughing at them. That's another part doing though. All of these things, you know, that are just ridiculous. <laughs> like they're ridiculous. But, because they're totally in over their head and out of their element, and but the movie abandons that the salary thing right out of the gate. Like by the end of the movie, they just ride off into the sunset after saving the woman, and there's no resolution to the fact that they don't have jobs or yeah, because it doesn't money. matter anymore. They They've come to a higher heroes. purpose. 
please. They learned how to be real heroes. They've I seen mean, how real humans live. There are, yeah. Yeah. They uh, they helped them do what they were best at. They were best at sewing, and they tricked yeah, oh the bad guy. My biggest issue it. with this movie is that El Guapo was celebrating his 40th birthday. <laughs> that's, 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 that's the that best part. part. That is the best part of this movie, actually. You know, by a mile. I already told Katie. I already told Katie which part. Can Brian or Aaron guess guess the part that I laughed out loud the hardest at? And this might have been the only time I laughed out loud during the whole movie. The sweater? No. The plethora? No. The plethora? What is a plethora? I like when he was talking to the people. He's like, we, we raided the village together. No. He knows all the people. There, what, what is it then? It is when Martin Short falls off of the pin, finally oh, falls. The and whatever dummy body they used, when it hits the table, it hits the table in like the head and neck area. And it looks like it, it he just, would it have bounces. immediately been dead. It's great. And to me, that, that's one of those things that just feels purposeful. Like, yes. I just think that well, like that could be. But yeah. there are so many other purposeful things in this movie that are gut wrenchingly awful. Oh no! Well, I, I like in the uh, in the can in the cantina when they're um, after they, they oh uh, the first shootout and then they like That's just great. bring the ta- the tables and they like I, that, I love that do whole not use sequence. An adjective great. No, that's a, that oh, no, is a, I, that I is an excellent that sequence. Well. I love the you know the, this notion that the fear that has walked walked out of the door in front of them allows them to come in. And be exactly who they are and have a bar full of hardened humans be terrified mm-hmm. of these three soft-handed men yeah. <laughs> who perform soft-handed. my little buttercup yeah oh my god that was my painful. friend and i so katie brian, that out every single yeah, time i know brian raised a great question here um Please. they're silent movie stars so <laughs> why the why the singing in the beginning <laughs> Well, maybe is there a great question? Why are they singing the My Little Buttercup? Like, people should know that they sing that's their song. So, I think you do get an impression that, like, they are silent movie stars, but that they have also done, like, like, live performance. Like a vaudeville sort of thing. The the second thing that I chuckled at every time it was mentioned was Little Ned Goes to War. I did. That sounds like a movie I, I would watch. I Little Nettie goes to war. The visual. Well, for, I loved the telegram scene. I thought that was great. Yeah. And, and then I love the, vis, the, the the shortening down of the message. The visual of the three of them on the horse with Carmen looking yeah. so like just like a, a portrait like of elegance on her donkey and the three of them squeezed next to each other on the horse. I love. I loved that. I get like I was. Watching this feeling like, okay, like this is very much in the style of a Mel Brooks film. But it they is... don't execute it as well yeah, as Mel just... Brooks. Absolutely. But do you think they were do you think they were really aiming for that? Like I don't I just don't think uh, they weren't aiming for anything. Be... <laughs> I don't I, I don't think they aimed for anything. In I fact, mean, when the they backdrop, were did, did, the backdrop, oh well that like, yes, that was awful in that music. Yeah. Like that was so stuff. bad. Yeah. That's oh, purposeful. I do love the owl just like bopping like like side to side. That's what I mean. I just, but I feel like that was supposed to be. I mean, look at how the way it starts with the like silent movie sequence, and it's them in this like you know the makeup and the lipstick and everything, and it's all very uh, staged and um, overdone. 
Yeah. And well, yes, the, that was purposeful. Like anytime they're on their own, that's kind of the vibe that you get. Like when they're at that campfire, it's kind of like, you know, like almost like they're in a silent movie set. It's I, I don't yeah, know. And, and I think part of their character is that they are detached from reality. Right. And so there's a little bit of perspective there of like they think everybody loves them and everybody's mm-hmm. into what they're bringing. And like they are it takes them so long to pick up on the reality of the situation because they have this notion that like, but they're, they are the best thing around. No, I don't think, I think they're all dumb. Like, I think they're some of the dumb, I think they're played as some of the dumbest carrot. Like, I don't think it's even an arrogance. And I think Jim's right. There's almost no differentiation between them. Like what's interesting to me is Martin short in movies tends to can can play dumb or play aloof really well. Didn't utilize that. Chevy Chase is terrible at playing dumb. Chevy Chase needs to play an asshole. Yeah. Like, and, and why, like when you have an actor, you could have had him play that role and it would have been perfect. And Steve Martin's character, I think was probably the most in line with what Steve Martin characters tend to be. I just don't think the material for him was as good as it usually is. But it's mm-hmm. weird to me that like it just it's a film like tends. Not, I feel like they try to tame all of them. And I don't know what like the mm-hmm. point of that is, because, again, like the premise to me is an awesome premise. Like, that's the thing that intrigued me the most. Like you start out and you're like, wow, what would happen if these guys got fired? And it's all this stuff. And it's that's kind of a cool piece. But then, they, like the the breaking into the studio, they'll get the costumes. It's oh my like god! So that, many like awful gags that just like the they're like three beats too long. They're way too long. <laughs> the the thing w- that look one up, that up, one that up. one actually got funnier the longer it went on because it, it, it it's hey, annoying guys. up until the very end, and then when they finally it's the payoff isn't even that funny. Like they should have thought of a funnier way to end that joke, but the. The one that's to me was just like, oh my god! It's like Steve Martin locked in the prison cell oh, with the chains. Going like, going. what is the point? It's not funny at like literally. That scene is not funny at all. I thought it was funny. The the chains? Funny. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that that like everyone he pulls, like the other one goes back. It's great. It's great. <laughs> it is. Listen, it is not a movie that like. I can find 50 films from the 80s that I think are funnier than this, and oh. it would be hard for you to argue against. Oh. Guaranteed. I just okay. like to... I, and, that might I, be, and that might be true, but I like watching it again, I, especially after hearing from you guys that you had already just, you know, hated it. I didn't expect to laugh out loud, and I did. Yeah. And I, I remember watching it and like just thinking it you was... You did not laugh out loud. I sure did. You were sitting next to me so curmudgeonly, and I was laughing out loud. Now, if I was watching with Aaron, I think we both would have laughed even more because of the camaraderie of that situation. <laughs> I was with Scrooge McDuck, and so I was like, "Yeah, I mean, how I'm far having into fun." It did you start playing the guitar. Like, when did you give up on even paying attention? No, I paid attention more than Katie did. He was paying attention. <clears throat> yeah. I just like to me, this is just. 
I struggle to see. And by the way, Chevy Chase felt this way about the movie immediately when Roger Ebert was on a sh- on the Tonight Show with them. They said to Rob Jared Ebert, "What's the worst movie to release this holiday season?" And he said, "The Three Amigos." And backstage, Chevy Chase said, "Yeah, you're right." But he also said it was the most fun he ever had making a movie. Yeah, because they it was just him and Martin Short, so they wouldn't let him be his typical asshole self. Like he was basically yeah. kept in check trying, by those two. Trying something I, different. I mean, I don't. I guess I don't. Uh, I don't know. There, there's movies that I would watch to to really be like comedy that is timeless. And this isn't that for me, but it was also still funny enough that I laughed. And I remember, and I remember, and as I was watching, I was like, I could see why being like eight or nine years old, I thought this was funny. Yeah. And it's not because I'm the sort of person that thinks that type of, like I'm the kid that thinks that's funny or whatever you said before. It's like, just, I just think it's, it's, I mean, it's, you know, it has like sort of slapstick elements and um, a little satirical type, you know, it's, it's over the top, but it's, I, I just don't think it's as bad as you guys think. I it is. think you should rewatch some actual funny movies from that time period that that are aiming for the same thing, like like I said, like. Well, I think that's where I disagree. I don't know that it's aiming for the same thing as some of the movies that you mentioned. What I mean is like silly slapstick humor that's sort of, you know, I mean, Jim to like to Jim's point to me like a movie that comes out within three years of this movie, which is over the top slapstick that he already brought up is the naked gun. I watched it last year. You watch the naked gun and you will genuinely laugh. Yeah, but that's throughout. a different, but gen- they, uh, I mean, I think that's a different genre of comedy though. When you say like, I don't know that it's the same I mean, oh, I think they were going for gags. They were going to, like, I think a lot of the stuff. But Naked Gun is the, so over the, like, but no, I mean. There the, was the a singing bush in gun. this movie. And Martin an invisible Shore man that got dirt. shot and killed. I love the invisible man. <laughs> and that's the invisible man. I've been man. swimming in raw sewage all day. Shoot. Yes. And I love it. I love it. it. <laughs> I love, uh, so I, I agree with you that there's not a huge differentiation between the three characters, but Ned Niederlander is certainly supposed to be like the, the kinder, <laughs> well, gentler of the three. And at the end of the film, building up to that, so, you know, I love the the moment of them in the bed talking about, like, what would they do? What are they going to do with their money, right? Like, I'm going to buy right. a, the best car. I'm going to buy a mansion. And then he's like, I'm going to go feed the hungry children. That was funny. And yeah. And they're like, Martin oh, yeah, Short no, totally. Was like, the best us, us of the two, I thought. This um, movie. So then building on his character to have the end scene with the with the woman. So Carmen basically rejects <laughs> rejects Dusty Bottoms, not Dusty Bottoms. Sorry. What's uh, Lucky? That Lucky. is the best, Lucky. best character right? name, by the way, so we've ever Lucky had. Lucky totally show. thinks that he's <laughs> in, you know, he and Carmen are going to ride off into the sunset together. And so he says, I'll, I'll come back for you. And she says, why? <laughs> and so there's this great moment there. Uh, you know, Dusty gets his like little like peck on the cheek or whatever. And then this ravishing woman comes out of nowhere and lays it on Ned. And the way that he responds to that kiss and just like owns it. I, that was a laugh out loud moment for me. I yeah. I loved that. I loved well, that I, ending for him. I, I got say, nervous and I was like, what's wrong? 
Because she was laughing. I'm like, that's not funny. I thought that was really funny. <laughs> she scared me the way she I laughed at it. I thought that was really funny. <laughs> was it and maniacal? I agree with you. I think Martin Short is one the of the best part. pieces yes. of this movie. I and there's a great story of him going to Steve Martin's house for the first time as a pretty unknown actor. And Steve Martin basically being like, I think you should be in this film with us. Yeah. Well, this yeah. movie cool. was weird because uh, Steven Spielberg was going to direct this. And then he decided mm-hmm. to go make E.T. So I'm sure Thank that was a fucking t- God. Sure that <laughs> That's was a, a top, tough choice, top, tough choice for movie him. of all um, time. Yeah. Um, here's the interesting thing, which rarely happens. Quite often, I think the worst section of movies tends to be the final third. So many people have problems landing the final third of a movie. I actually thought that that is where this film was at its best. Yeah. When they get to the 40th birthday party, it kind of like, it in, I was it was pulling me back a little bit more, but it wasn't enough. Like I just I like all the I just didn't laugh. I, I and just I, by the way, I, I should just say I going into this, I I didn't have any hatred of the three amigos. I remember watching it a few times probably as a kid, but the most lasting image was the three amigos thrust and like the costume, which is a classic, you know, Halloween costume that people will still wear, but I'm watching it and I'm thinking like Steve Martin has done the jerk. He's done all these movies. Martin short start is in this time period. This is when Chevy chase was still like doing funny movies. This is pre like Chevy, like, doing crap yeah and i'm just i was shocked at how little each of them brought what they were best at in the final third i feel like you started to see that like a little bit more and it made the film a little bit better i just wish that before that final third that they cut out all the things that made no sense and didn't need to be in the movie and put in scenes that build that 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 final third could have like built on like the moment when Martin short is challenged by the German, you have no idea what's happening. Like you kind of, you know, but like he pretends the gun is too, like the gun is way too heavy. And then he, he easily kills the guy. It's like, if you had some foreshadowing or some kind of like inkling that these characters were even greater than they even knew, which is sort of like what the point of the movie is. You could have cut out the things well, with the singing bush and the, so here's and the, the invisible here's man. Here's the true thing. The three guys that wrote this movie didn't write any other movies, right? Am I right that this is their only writing credit? I don't All know. Three of I don't them know. It might be. But it's Randy what, but, Newman, but, Steve Martin, uh, and Lorne Michaels. So yeah. this yeah, was I mean, a Lauren first Michaels for all runs. of them. He didn't yeah, but that's different anything. than writing a movie. It's that's me, a totally a different the, thing. A lot of the funniest parts, I'm I think, I'm not sure what your point is. Don't that like I agree with you, right? Like it's it's not the most cohesive storyline. Absolutely, there are absolutely writing flaws in this film. Yeah, to it's me, the, some but, of the funniest stuff is not even the three of them. Like I feel like the like I mentioned, like the cantina and the reaction to the you know, and like the the their participate like the people that are there, their participation in it, El Guapo's birthday party, like Hefe character. Like I feel like. Those are the moments, to be honest, there were a couple parts that I laughed when, you know, with some of their, you know, banter between the three of them. But so many of the parts I laughed at were didn't involve the three amigos. Like, I think that part, honestly, I felt was well was pretty well done was like just everybody else reacting to them. Yeah. 
I really did think was was yeah. It's good. that it's that thing that I talked about. I forget which comedy I was talking about, but it's like when the characters are not telling jokes and just doing joke gags, and they're truly just like being their character and acting in a way that observing them is funny. And that's what you get with El Guapo and Hefe at the birthday party. Right. Well, even They're before not, that, right, also right. like yeah. the first time they encountered the plethora like, that's, thing is that's funny, a great scene. but it's like his character <laughs> is doing that because that's his character. Right. Whereas like the three amigos are just doing whatever the fuck they want because they think it's funny. And that is why this movie sucks for me. It's like they, they should have had fully fleshed out characters that were different from each other. And then, just acted those parts and then if you create a funny character let him be funny in the way that he's funny not just like scattershot terrible jokes all over the place and see if like five percent stick like honestly when you think about El guapo and jefe they are their relationship and their their the parts that make you laugh are a million times better than any interaction between any of the amigos and another amigo I mean, the sweater part is hysterical. The part of him, <laughs> and like, he comes, and like, he's got like, it wrapped around his that, yeah, that shoulders. He's got, he funny. ties it around his shoulders. And then he goes, like I said, he goes to all the people like, oh, where do we do it with you? And I know you. And then Chevy <laughs> Chase is like, oh, it's uh, yeah, we, we burn just... cities to the ground. Yeah. We, I, I did like that part. Just, like yeah. that part. Martin Short, I would agree. Like the pinata, like him hanging there, like that is the final third was funny. It's just like the invisible like thing, the bush, like all that stuff came out and it was just so the drinking water. But by the, the way, dirt, the like, drink, I didn't even finish the drinking water scene. So like then Chevy chase pours and that, that it's like, okay, that's, I can see that being funny. Like to some people where Chevy Chase has a full canteen and he's drinking it and pouring it all over his face. And then he throws it on the ground and lets it all like leak out while they're like, oh my God, I'm so thirsty. But then it cuts to them just in a better state. Like what, what happened? Like we're the narrative they were setting up there is that, oh, these guys are in trouble. They don't have any water and they're in the desert. But the then next they're scene, they're finding. Yeah, there's. I, it was like with what an is owl happening? dancing and a turtle talking to him. Aaron, I, I, I love think owl, your point though. is, but so I think funny. your point. Is, but my, I think you're. I, I slightly agree with your point. Like with like Naked Gun, the Naked Gun goes all in, and that's part of my problem. Like with this, they they don't go all in like crazy weird, except for the middle section. And then the outer sections are like slapstick, but not like invisible people talking bushes like uh, drinking sand it's so it's just weird it's like if the whole movie had been there doing like zany things like that and then martin short drinks the sand okay like we've established that narrative but it's like they i guess you could argue they kind of do it in the cantina where the guy is like shooting people and stuff like that but even that is like kind of in line with the they're like the crazy zany three amigo thing they just go for this like 15 minutes in this movie, someone's like, no, no, this is what I want. I want an invisible ninja, people drinking sand, a, a singing, singing turtle, turtle a yeah. dancing uh, owl. And somebody's like, oh, yeah, sure. Fuck it. Let's do it. Give me some more Coke. And like, maybe that's what was going on in the 80s. Like they were well, OK with doing that. 
<laughs> I also don't know a lot about silent film western like i don't know if they were trying uh, the to one uh, thing well, that was there was, was no homage, which i get yes there's there's no definitely no singing. you made that films, point there were no singing. but it's also true that a lot of the silent film stars did begin on the stage they began in yeah. vaudeville Very fair, and Katie. then yes and then they yeah. became and you never heard their voices like but that's why, just it, like a weird thing but it's weird true. that they keep going to the music as a thing the I other mean, thing i thought seen, have you guys seen singing in the rain i mean another <laughs> it's all about that Yep. Yeah. Uh, well, here's the, the other talkies. thing. Reynolds I, has to fill in for someone who has a terrible voice, voice. That is beautiful because. Yeah. Sorry. This another another musical that I was allowed to watch. But this That's reminds a, me of it, like when we were think talking about Predator. Remember we talked about like Predator all of a sudden it turned into a home alone. I'd like movie. to see their chest ripped open. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no. No. Like it turned into like a, a home alone movie, and we were like that ten minutes was like weird. Yes. And it's like, I feel like the same thing here with the three amigos. It got really weird for a minute there. And if they wanted to keep getting it really weird, I would have been, I guess, down with that. But I would have been like, well, why wasn't it even more extreme? But here's the thing. Like, there was a lot of stuff cut out of this movie. Like Bobcat Goldthwait had a thing in it. Fran Drescher had a thing. The problem was this. And part of this, I blame on the editing. John Landis, who directed this, was being sued as part of a wrongful death thing so orion was pictures, it the invisible man no it was uh from a death that shot happened on twilight zone twilight zone, twilight twilight zone. yeah so they orion pictures started editing the film without him and cut out a lot of the stuff so i'm i'm willing to say like maybe that yeah. would have made more sense because those storylines in particular like where you see john lovitz and phil hartman in some of the studio <gasps> oh, stuff yeah that but was really uh, but that stuff there that. was supposed to be more of that so i i'm i am wondering maybe like maybe, the movie? If, maybe if that would have been more established that they were going to go in that direction i am not disagreeing that this movie could have yeah. been better but i don't think anybody's disagreeing with that I still love it. I still think it's worth watching. <laughs> and I'm not, I'm being very, I'm not even being cynical or snarky with this comment. I'm what would make you like choose to like watch this over Jim's other questions where, cause I, I tend to agree with Jim. Like, I think I could rattle off the top of my head, like maybe 50 comedies from this time period. So what is it about this that, like is a selling point I think it's you just think like, makes it's a, it better this is just a simple movie that you can just watch and enjoy the basic humor of it you know and and it's yeah that you think too hard about the storyline things fall apart there's some inconsistency with tone characters could be developed better but if you watched it as a kid you weren't paying attention to any of that. You know, you're paying attention to. I know you were, Jim. Well, you were you. a higher level human. I've seen this movie and I hated it from day one. Okay, well, we've talked about a lot of films that you felt that way about, and this many of the them are movie. beloved films by many of the population. I'm just this is one thinking. of them. I also Your think this movie standards. This movie skirted <laughs> some of judgy. the some of the issues that we've already talked about with things like Pretty Woman and and a few. Like weirdly, yeah. There's weird there, moments in this movie. hundred percent. And yeah. I was thinking that I was like, oh, as a kid, you absolutely do not get what the threat of El Jefe coming into this town. You know, mm. what kind of like tax is he taking? 
I mean, they they do have an open conversation about him t forcing Carmen to Raping. have relations. Right. right. I mean, well, no, like, they say rape. Yeah, like, they, they, they say do. that word right. numerous times. Um, and then there's that there is a, a strange conversation with him where he's like, you know, you don't you don't want to force a woman. Well, like that was just interesting. I'm like, yeah, I'm pretty that sure that he would. <laughs> right. The, and and that I'm just going to kill her. Like if she's not. If she's not willing. I'm just gonna kill her. Yeah, but, that's. But that that joke from the uh, the um, the woman who comes to see her and she's talking about like she's like, Do you know what foreplay is? Yeah, yeah. Neither well, does Neither does. No, neither does El Guapo. Did you call him El Jefe? No, you did. I did. Damn it. What? But so here's my question, and I, I brought this up at the beginning. If if I said to you, pick three Chevy Chase movies, three Steve Martin movies three Martin short movies. If you had them in front of you, do you think this movie's in that? Because to me, again, I've said, I've liked all of the, like I'll watch movies of all these people. This isn't even in my top five. I I'd think say it would be on my Martin short list. Yeah. Well, he's he's not in good movies. Right. Yeah. Steve, Steve Martin. No. Yeah. Because you know, father of the bride, but, um, <laughs> train well, planes and automobiles shorts, Martin shorts in Martin father Martin of the bride, no. both Martin Short, it would be probably father of the bride. And this movie, Chevy chase would be national lampoons, but I'm not a huge Chevy chase fan. So, Fletch um, is funnier and Caddyshack. Yeah, but I, I, I don't and think Caddyshack. I've ever seen that actually. Um, so I'm not a, yeah, I feel well, like can I ask you, a, can, can I ask you a question, Aaron, was it a problem for you when you listened to our Fletch episode? When you hadn't seen the film, stop torturing the woman, please. I want to see because I don't even remember. Like I honestly, I know people love Martin Short. I'm not sure why. He's like because I think guy. he's funny, but he's never. Oh, Inner Space, 100 Inner Space. Yeah, does it awesome for me. movie. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, well, he, so people love him from Saturday Night Live, right? He was Ed Grimley. Well, yeah, and he's no, also uh, in SCTV, which was very yeah, funny. Yeah. But mm -hmm. he, he's never been Uncle a huge Jack in Arrested yes. Development. Mm -hmm. But he's always yeah, been I funny. On as, TV shows, yes. I've, I've yeah. enjoyed him. Like his, I think uh, his his, his I think his best work is as not the lead, right? Like you plug him, in, like he's funny in the Father of the Bride movies, right? But he's mm -hmm. not the he's not going to be somebody who's going to carry. I like Jimmy Glick. That was their number the Comedy Central yeah. mm -hmm. show. Like that. Oh I, yeah. Th that was funny as well. But yeah. but that's maybe that's the issue, right? So if you're looking at this and you think you're gonna have these three, or even let's say even these two, because Martin Short was a lesser name. Chevy Chase and Steve Martin were both huge at this time period. And it just I don't something didn't gel, and I can't figure out where it was and by the way i i i always think comedy is the hardest thing to make because it either lands or it doesn't land there there's very few comedies that are just kind of okay you know it's you know you can get an okay action movie or an okay drama rarely do you get an okay comedy they're either good or they're bad I just I don't I mean, know. It, I, it had a pretty good reception when it came out, and it has definitely mm -hmm. continued to be a cult favorite. You know, for me, having rewatched many of the films of our childhood, I'm so often disappointed by them in so many ways. Yeah. This this one didn't disappoint me, but it's probably because I didn't have very high expectations. Um, I just remember that it made me laugh, right? Like this movie, so what, this movie so just made me laugh. Question. 
So here's my question. What what is it do you think about this movie that was viable for you to watch as a kid? Like, why was this? I mean, on the approved list where other things. Oh, I have absolutely. I, actually, I think it's because my parents sense. liked those three, those three guys. I think we watched most of the Steve Martin films that were not R rated. There were- I'm not sure because I don't think my parents are huge into any of them. So I, I'm actually, I'm, I have a text into them. I didn't hear back, but I'm, I'm curious as to why, because there were so many, and there are some, you know, like, more off color jokes and stuff like that. So I don't know. What was this? Was it PG? Was the rating PG? Uh, I I think it was trying to remember if that was pre PG. And I'm I'm trying to remember like whether I really watch. I I don't really remember watching this with my parents. I remember watching it with my best friend. Like this was Mm -hmm. like if we were having a sleepover, this was the movie that we were renting well, until we owned it. Go, this was, this your, was our go-to film. Your, this was your go-to yeah. movie. Like I'm pretty sure and she I and I, I could reenact most of the movie to this day. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. I, I don't am, think I saw it when it first came out. It was probably- I am shocked I mean, to my core. I was probably like- <laughs> that this was your go-to movie. That's, really, am, that's a piece of your puzzle that I, I am, am not yep. expecting. Wow. I just, multiple rewatches. Hey, what huh? are you- Just uh, get me that- What's it? Hey, no, no, no. Yeah, we did. We did a lot of the the song and dance. Yep, we liked I the think, song and dance. I think it's totally okay for the nostalgia to to play a part and totally makes sense. I think it it's has just, to with this movie. Well, yeah, but yeah, I don't know if I would enjoy it if I saw it as an adult for the first time. Sure. Like, I, I, I don't, I don't think I would find it funny. But yeah, I did as a kid mm-hmm. and I did rewatching it not again like I think yeah. I, I, I did like I had that lens of I I get why I thought this was funny at like nine years old mm-hmm. and probably because it was a little different than what I was normally allowed. Yeah. I mean there could be a piece of that too I, I mean, yeah all I was watching was musicals and you know like I yeah, was saying sure. that to Jim that there is there is like a an adult feel to this like it doesn't feel like a mm-hmm. kid's film Right. Even it's though it's not rated right. PG. Right. No, but like, not, yeah. but I was watching it as a kid. Right. And so it felt like sort of this like crossover into like, this is more of like an adult movie. I don't know. Yeah. It yeah just, no, I think I'm it just you. landed at exactly the right moment in my life where I was all, <laughs> Although, I was all in. I was all in on now this. Now that I'm thinking about it, I definitely saw all of the naked guns. Oh yeah. And even went with my grandma to see oh, yeah. the uh, 33 oh. and a third in the yep. movie theater. Yep. First naked gun is an amazing <laughs> film, by the way. So I, I feel like my parents, film. I'm going to have to talk to them. They were a little Yeah, like what was the checklist <laughs> of why this was... <laughs> acceptable and other it's probably the foreplay joke (laughs) what's that the foreplay joke it definitely wasn't all the killing oh my god that was (laughs) um this film was one of the hardest films for us to find by the way Mm -hmm. Uh, there's Mm -hmm. not apparently a huge calling for the three amigos on any streaming service (laughs) anywhere and And it is not updated at all uh, no uh and it's also the only film in the history of commagers i have not been able to take out of the library because nobody in the entire library network owned a copy of it so that's, that's a shame. That's that is shame. that is quite yeah. an accomplishment. I I'm was even shocked. able to I was even able to find mazes and monsters online. <laughs> so makes you wonder. It does um, make you wonder. Okay. So here here's the ultimate question. Katie and Jim, will you be showing your children no. the three amigos? 
Oh, interesting. Well, we can show them. I, but yeah, not I, gonna I like think it. it's fine to show it to them. I, I, I think the the musical numbers might draw them in. There's and, not musical numbers in this movie. There's like how much <laughs> joy it brings their mother. There's two songs. What are you talking about? In I think they'll like it. Well, I'm gonna go out that night. <laughs> That's fine. The, anyway, these are these are two children whose expectations for what a movie musical should be are one <laughs> Hamilton and two and in, the in the Heights. <laughs> you tell me how they're gonna react to My, my Little, little buttercup. buttercup. My Little Buttercup has the sweetest smile. Uh, by the way, speaking of into, into that's the not heights. even my least favorite. Is that is there a video of these dance routines? Oh God, I wish should... we didn't have uh, any of that technology. Unfortunately, I, I just want to add two quick points uh, about Into the Heights. Impossible. One, uh, as you brought it up, Batgirl is going to yeah. be Nina, Nina from Into the Heights, mm -hmm. which is yep. fantastic. Uh, and the second point is. Benny from In the Heights belongs in Three Amigos. Oh, come they should on. take all his scenes out of In the oh, Heights and just drop Lord. him into Three Amigos. I, I, that's where he I will say that I, I fully expected to go into Predator coming out with the same opinion of that movie, to be fair to Katie. So, yeah, like the nostalgia pick, a, you, I yeah, thought Predator not. was going to be terrible. And it really wasn't. No, Predator wasn't terrible. No. Predator this was terrible. Aged Did you go into this better. expecting that you were going to hate it? Yeah, I remember hating this movie. Well, so I just think that See, you that like as soon it. as you've got that, you're you're never gonna. It's not me. It's so like I remember not being like I remember getting through this movie before. Yeah, that's well, you went into this film looking to like justify your childhood. Thanks. Do well, yeah. you know what I have to say about this film? This is like, and we've had a bunch of these. Like, are you saying back. that I should have reconsidered this? I'm yes, saying you that you should have gone you in thinking looked with this movie mind, brings Jim. my wife great this, joy. I am going to approach this with an open mindedness. This is when it's like counseling. This is right. how I solve usually. a piece of the puzzle. All right, <laughs> let's just uh, get just to it, Brian. This. Yes, of all the movies that we've rewatched within nostalgic lens, I, I really think, and I was thinking of the ones we didn't like as much. Uh, Independence Day, Pretty, Pretty Woman, Woman, and some of these. The Notebook. This one, to me, makes the least sense of why adults <laughs> at the time would have liked it. That's going to be my point. For us, at the time, at the time that's what I'm saying. Like, yes, yes, this is, this is what I'm saying. Like, I get it from a nostalgic lens. Like, all these movies we watched, we were kids, and I, I feel like you can have attachments and things to this. This movie makes the least amount of sense to me that adults at the time would have been, like, drawn to it. That's yeah. what I'm going to say What's about What's interesting when you compare it to a Mel Brooks film is that... Which I never would. Well, I would. Because I think Mel Brooks has a way of writing a, you know, slapstick sort of like punny humor that works for all ages and has some of those like intelligent jokes that kids are not going to get um, that makes it, a, you know, little little prizes for the adults. Um, this movie's written for like a lowest common denominator, right? 
Like, there, there's nothing Stupid in this movie. There, yeah, there, well, yeah. I mean, it's written for kids. Like, there's nothing in this film that's going to make adults feel like they have to work a little hard or, you know, like, oh, that right. was, that was no, for no. us. No. No, well, it's simple. This it's simple. This wasn't a skit on, uh, this wasn't like a... I don't a, think so. An SNL. No, like it didn't. I don't think they character. were on the cast together. No. And no. I, again, I actually think the premise of this movie, like, in a pitch is not an awful idea. Like, I think it's an intriguing idea. We need to get this exact group back together to watch Galaxy Quest, which is a better version of this movie. Galaxy Quest is an awesome movie. Uh, All right. It is time. Well, listen, if you want to watch Three Amigos, good luck finding it. No, you can, you can, you can you rent can find it. it. It's on Amazon. You can rent you, it. You're gonna, you have to go to the dark web if you, for it. If you, you can, rent, not for free. If, if you rent this movie or watch this movie, you're no longer allowed to get any of the good movies anymore. They put you on a list. It's, it really messed up my yeah, algorithm. You can't ever watch an A24 movie again after you watch no. this. They revoke your license. Ari Aster comes to your house and hits you with oh, that right. hammer oh. from Midsummer. <laughs> All right. It's time for King of the Hill. Or bottom of the barrel. Is this film better than Judas? <laughs> the Black Messiah. Can't even get the words out. No. Certain, certainly not. <laughs> no. Certainly uh, not. So this is the real question. Is this film worse than Chris Monero's The Rookie? I honestly thought about this. And I, I'm assuming <laughs> I should go first because I think we know that Katie and Aaron are going to say no. I haven't seen the rookie. So, so she's I eliminated. She's eliminated. So, yeah. So I Sorry, really, Katie. really thought about this. And I will say, I have a really hard time with bad comedy. Like, it is my least, or comedy, I shouldn't say bad. What I should say is that is not of my sense of humor. And this is clearly that. However, the rookie. <laughs> Chris Monero, if you're still out there. He was it's kind of hopeful that this would. <laughs> you, sir. You for making us watch The Rookie. Thank you. I am haunted by that film because while there are few good baseball movies, let's be honest, there are not many good baseball movies. A lot of the baseball movies are terrible. I can name a couple good ones. That one is There's the a worst. Few. The Rookie is maybe one of the worst movies I've ever watched as far as like a filmmaking experience. Mm-hmm. Like I, oh, I still smelly children. I still have no way. Smelliest. I have still have no way to let folks understand if they have not watched that movie oh in a God, long time, drama right how now. bad it is. You, you have, you've employed everything Every that do. you Every can you use. Do. This you, was, you, you put only, I will cut. say you are like you, you, to sir, you, you little like miss. Dr. I'm Fauci. happy that you're picking you are. the, you rookie. The, Fauci this, of the rookie. This three us. amigos shit show was the <laughs> only one that made me even question if if the rookie was worse or not. Uh, I hear you. Oh wow, you. Brian, your disdain uh, I, for the I, film I, I got, is recorded. I am heartbroken because I thought we would finally flip it. R- r- would flip the rookie, but I I, th- th- I would watch the rookie before I would watch this movie. Wow. I still come back and, and once in a while I think about the rookie and I was like, I'll just go in my head. 
What the fuck was that shit with the I nuns? No, yeah. like yeah. in my head, I, I'm like, the thing that I will the never watch the rookie again. Me is the jeans. I just the jeans. I, it's, it's the I jeans. would Trying watch this again. Major the he was also again. 47 playing yeah, a 35 know, year old. We know, we know, he was 50, we know think, we've like, done it. We got we we have spent enough time on the rookie. Aaron and I are going away this weekend. Yeah. I would watch this film again. You guys I would should put this film on should, at the house. You should. We would have yeah, you happy should after. Get a DVD of it. I would record myself hype, doing hype, Buttercup. Uh, in in the chat said she would bring Rad for you guys. She to said watch. she's oh, charging a copay for watching this. I wonder if she means our podcast. I think our or podcast. the movie. <laughs> I think she's implying this has not been our best episode. Yeah. I think that's what she is saying. Oh no. Yeah. It's fine. Thanks. It's fine. Yeah, that's no, great. We'll, we'll work it all out this yeah, weekend. It's good. It's fine. It's a good. Share with share with that. So, and let us know how yes, that goes. Certainly, yeah. I do not think this is worse than the rookie. No, it's not. Absolutely. Unfortunately, not. it's not. Yeah. Beg to differ. <laughs> Brian, you would have actually. You you are putting it below the rookie. I am putting this. But I would watch the rookie well, before I would watch geez, this film. Louise. Jeez, I feel Louise. like I could. Congrats, Monero. Congrats. I feel. I feel like I could. Like you were so close, Chris. Get, get a lot of beer and watch the rookie no. and just like laugh more at how it's bad it is. Funny, and I would you laugh. could no, you could do that with this film. Mm, yes, you could. I don't know if I could. Disney should make a ride out of the rookie. The, here's the big difference. The rookie is trying to be inspirational, <laughs> right? And I, like I'm not sure. It is. To be honest with it you, is. I'm not sure what That's they're what trying it's to do. Three I, Amigos I is shooting a lot is lower. With, they are not. You should make Aaron, Dennis Quaid. You should yeah. trying to be you high should, art. Yeah, you, I remember those like. The you should make Aaron watch the rookie on va on your vacation. Would never do such a thing. I have, I have a question. I mean, my best friend. I would before never do that before we wrap up the conversation on um, Three Amigos. The rookie that's gone on for. Do you, do you think Three Amigos for a movie they hate? They talk about it all the time. Do you think that maybe? There is a cinematic universe where Three Amigos takes place at this in the same universe as The Notebook, and Little Neddy goes to war. Is the movie that <laughs> I like yeah. that? Notebook. I like that. I actually had a I actually and, had a note that the set in this Three Amigos was was the only film I've ever seen where the set was worse than the war scene in The Notebook. I, that is actually I I, but that's I at like least that purposeful in yeah, this movie. It's no, it's like uh, Princess Bride, same way. Yes. Yeah, that part didn't bother Little me. Little Nettie goes to war. I would watch that movie over this one. Little Nettie goes All to right. war. I, the fact of like goes to war, that's the part that makes me laugh so hard for some reason. I just, yeah. Martin's, Martin Short's face makes me laugh. Every yeah. scene that he is yeah. in, I love Martin there is Short. a joy in to his face. Other than this one. Always. He just needs better movies for him. And he needs a vehicle right now. Yeah. He's, he's, he's okay. He's okay. I listened to a podcast with him recently. He sounds like one of the most yeah. fulfilled human, like balanced human beings. Like he has no, he is not a guy who's like just trying to make one more movie. Yeah, I would have loved He's Martin living his Short best life on an episode of Shit's Creek. Oh, was yeah. he on? There's still time. Do you guys watch um, the morning show on? I have not. Couldn't, uh, could, couldn't okay. possibly. I only watched Ted Lasso. He's a guest star on that. He's like real. Oh, he's a creep, but he's really good at playing a creep. Mm -hmm. He's a very like he's very enjoyable. Um. All right. So. All right. That's Chris it. Chris Monero, you live on. Thank you, Three and Amigos. 
You're great. Yeah, you're Martin Short. Come on our podcast. We love you. Are we ready? We're ready, right? <laughs> yeah, five questions. Here we go. You want answers? I want the truth. You've besmirched Martin Short's name. Not at all. In fact, I said that was the only good part of this movie. Me too. Steve Martin. Randy Newman. I actually saw saw Steve Martin in L.A. when I was there. Playing the banjo? He was not playing the banjo. Banjo Uh, All right. It's time for five questions. Uh, First question, our thumbs up or thumbs down question for Aaron. Uh, Thumbs up or thumbs down for pinatas. I will go first. Huge thumb up. I love pinatas. How do you feel about pinatas? Um, I would have to go like a thumbs middle because I've never had a lot of luck with pinatas, but I do appreciate them. <laughs> well, would you say that you try to put a share of pinatas? I feel like I get awkward when I have to hit you swing that things. and then I. Oh, okay. I was like, have you had some no, I don't like, have, like, past experience with pinatas that have been. When you mean lucky, yeah, you're like, and hey, I, pinata, what's up, to... baby? And they're like, no, they don't talk back. Real... Are you calling that unlucky? Because they don't talk. <laughs> if oh you God. were getting your idea of pinatas from this movie, where he's one on spoke... such a roll tonight, isn't he? I mean, seriously, mm-hmm. you, none of you will be surprised by the fact that I had a pinata at every single one of my birthdays until I was an adult. Oh, really? Yeah. I, that is unknown to me. Oh, yeah. Pinata. We had had them at your parties as an adult. Maybe I would have gotten. I often there were there were times where I brought pinatas to college parties. Mm -hmm. Do you know the restraint I've had to show going to children's birthday parties where they have a pinata? (laughs) Yeah, I know. I know. (laughs) I just want to be. There's a picture of my college dorm room somewhere, and there's a pinata in the picture. Yeah. Which one is that? Is that one of the ones we had? Is that one of the ones we had at a party? It's a good no? question. It's a parrot. I was don't know where it came one from. of your surprise parties? Or? I remember going to buy a few of those. No, this was pre-Katie. There were so many surprise mm-hmm. parties, I lose track of what happened, Aaron. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, here we go. Question two. Aaron, what's a better Steve Martin film if I'm popping in the DVDs? Am I watching Father of the Bride or one of those rare situations where the sequel might be better than the original? Am I watching Father <laughs> of the Bride 2? Um, I enjoy both movies, but I have to go with the first one um, because it's just, I don't know. There's so many things to love about it. And the an amazing scene, film, like the hot dog freak out scene is something that like Don Powers would would do. So I always re- was able to like personally relate to that. So I do like the second one, although I always found it like mm, with the mom, little, really a little much. Yeah. Would they be having yeah. babies at the same time? We need to watch that right. again. Can I tell you the one thing I remember about Father of the Bride too? Yeah, Kimberly is the trailer. No, because I don't think I've ever seen it, and it is Martin Short in the trailer doing whatever accent he's doing in that movie. Frank, yeah, mother and daughter are pregnant together. That's right. Very good. Yeah, very good. That Frank is a great. Oh, somebody just recommended. Go to the party shop and bring a pinata. The great idea. They have them at the dollar store. You guys better watch out. Passing on my way. I have Lori. I have Lori. I'm betting on Lori taking the pinata down, but I'm also (laughs) betting on Mary injuring herself and or others. Yeah, I love that. Mary has been um, working out. You don't even know. This is no, like I Mary be- 3.0. You've yeah. never met this girl okay. before. In the Peloton crew. She so. is yeah. a beast. And, and, and most You're, people don't, don't know, know what we're talking about. I will say this. There's two <laughs> films on my list that we have not done on the show yet that I s- don't even secretly love. I just love 
Father of the Bride is one of them. And the other is Adventures in Babysitting, which I keep <gasps> trying to figure out oh, how to get good. on the show. Well, you just have to say we're going to watch Adventures in Babysitting and then we will uh, all say. Like, yeah. it, is, it is on Disney Plus. Is that, is that an 80s movie? There's a new 80s. version. Is, is it funny? Is it funny? It is funny. A lot funnier than uh, Three Amigos. Mm. All right, Jim here we go. Fill in the blank. Though. Is Tim going to think it's funny? Yeah, uh, so. Jim will think it's funny, too. I'm going to be uh, crushed. Fill in the blank question. Here we go. Uh, Aaron, the percent chance you will ever watch this film again is blank percent. This is where you get truthful, Aaron. Huh. Sorry, Katie. I don't okay, know that okay. I will just give a number. We, we, asked, we asked for a percentage. Zero, zero to ten. Ah, <laughs> oh, horseshit! It's I zero. Am you this, fucking know this it. This weekend, hundred percent chance you're seeing it again. Five <laughs> percent. There's a five percent chance I will watch it again. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, wow. you know what we're gonna do. For Aaron being somewhat truthful, uh, I will Venmo some uh, money to Katie. Put some booze, little plastic booze bottles in that pinata. Malibu oh, I'm some little be- bottles of Canadian whiskey. Yeah, do that. Uh, all right, favorite question. Here we go. Uh, Aaron, what's your favorite thing to order at a Mexican restaurant? Mm. I do. Uh, I love an, an enchilada squeeze Um. And just guacamole and gen- like guacamole. Table side guacamole. Table side guacamole. Yeah. I mean, I know yep. that's pretty basic probably, but uh, yeah. She's trying to kill me. Jim and Katie, what do you guys, uh, what is your go-to oh, if you God. were at a Mexican Depends restaurant? Depends what time of day it is. Depends the okay, restaurant. Let's say dinner. Let's say dinner. Okay, dinner time. Yeah. Yeah. If, we're, if, we're going, if we're going to El Limon, it's got to be the mole enchiladas. If it's mm. senoritas here, it's the uh, alambre, which is oh, amazing. For you, for you. Yeah, I love I love a good shrimp taco mm-hmm. situation, um, but huevos rancheros is like my that's I, I love, love the it. cantina. I love huevos rancheros. Love it, love it. Always prefer sometimes if I can get it a delicious chimichanga. <laughs> I ordered it one time because I just like the name. Mm. But you got it. You got it's a be fried there, burrito. That's all. It it's is. a fried burrito, but yeah. you have to be no not for takeout. By the way. Mm. Don't get it. Don't get it as takeout. Not as good. Actually, my favorite thing to order at a Mexican restaurant is flan. Every single time. Ooh, flan. flan. Ooh. Every time. Really? Yes. Love this a custard. Is your Love a caramel like and a custard. Love it. it. Is, yeah. So good. Uh, finally, deep thoughts question. Aaron, you're an amigo. You're so lucky. You're one of the three amigos. Who are your other two amigos? Uh... So I feel like this, this is, is a like a high. This is like a me. high pressure question. What the? I, no, what the I'm just heck? gonna go like it would be. Let's see what you did there, Brian. Three and Brian and Jim <gasps> would be one amigo together, and then uh, Katie and then me. All right. Oh, can we just? Can we have like we an big, extra, we... extra, extra big suit? And so like. I'm in the yeah. We have two head holes, two head holes, and we'll like conjoin twins. Yes, but on this side, we just get to hold hands all day, and then on this side, we get to shoot guns. He already knows all the dances, and so we were just. That's funnier than anything in this movie. Would be. It would be. You're laughing because you agree. No, you do. Um, and that's five questions. Does anybody have recommendations? Katie, what podcast uh, are you listening to? Other I'm than listening ours? to Nurture versus Nurture, which is a parenting podcast. I love the podcast where you get to listen in on people's therapy sessions. 
It's amazing. It's like That's getting therapy for yourself. Right. Get it right. So amazing. Esther Perel is my go-to for couples therapy. Renee Brown is therapy just for myself. And uh, Nurture versus Nurture is parenting therapy. It's wonderful. It's, a, it's fabulous. I, I'm Wendy well Mogul. Wendy, Wendy Mogul. Dr. Wendy Mogul. Yep. Uh, Aaron, have you been watching, listening, uh, doing anything? Interesting? I have. I mean, it's summer, so I have 150 episodes of Com Majors to catch That's up on. True. That's right. But you did read a book. You read a book. No, you. You've yeah. listened oh, to. I, uh, I, mean, I just started things. listening to Glennon Doyle's um, podcast with her sister. Ooh. We can do hard things. So. Yay, Glennon Doyle. And that's awesome. Yeah. Of course, Aaron will tell you. Listen to our Shits Creek podcast mm-hmm. as yes. well. Yes. Mm-hmm. Or you can hear Erin every week talking just about, about to say a show that. that's amazing. That was, and yeah, that's my <laughs> second the next favorite. thing she was going to say. Jim, <laughs> Katie and I watched The Witcher. I'm not sure I'd recommend it, but mm. it was oh, an experience. How was that? I, I, I have feelings because I've played the video game, so like I wonder how so catchy. And the I've song read, is it's interesting. You so played catchy. the video game, which I've never played, but I read the first novel okay. that it's based off of. Yeah. Henry Cavill is, is Henry attractive. Cavill? Yes, Henry Cavill. He is attractive, but the but, deep by voice the way, is distracting. It made me think. Apparently, know. it's been rumored that he's been hanging around with the Marvel folks. Ooh. He's going to be Captain Britain. Oh, crap. I don't like that. Although the Witcher made me, made me believe that he could be dirtied up enough to be a new Wolverine. Maybe that could be, you know, they leak stuff all the time. Yeah. Mm. All right. The Witcher. A uh, few things, of course, Vince Flynn, Mitch Kyle Rapp. Mills, Kyle Mitch Rapp, as we love no limits podcast. Make sure you listen. The new book is fantastic. I'll make sure that this gets to Jim, even though it's not coming out till September. I got to so get that other book. It. I got to get the first one. Oh yeah. We got to get, well, I have those. So I Mike was going to send me one. I don't know He'll if he, say, uh, he, he will. He'll take care of that. Um, on Hulu. If you have Hulu, I would highly recommend McCartney three, two, one. Oh, it's, it's good. It's Paul McCartney and Rick Rubin. I binged all those immediately. And I felt like not quite anywhere near qualified to like get what they were talking about. So I would text Jim and Keenan because there's lots of like, like real music talk going on in terms of what he's, but talk about just the fact that you texted me and Keenan about that is, is funny. Well, you're the only two people I know who play instruments. Yeah. So I thought that there might be some relevance. There. It's amazing. Amazing. Yeah, the show saxophone that, player in the Beatles. Oh, oh my God. The, well, or I, just I mean, me. The like, notes. what do I have to? Yeah. Anyway, I own every soldiers on album, Jim. I would like <sighs> you and Aaron to do an episode with the board pulling up things and down things and explaining Aaron, your decision. I don't remember any of the decisions we made. They clearly could have been better. Um, <laughs> you need to watch it, Aaron. You will love it. It's really it's a, good. It's, yeah, it's I, really I, fascinating. I didn't even know it was on. That, so oh, I'll definitely check that out. And I actually hope there's more of them because it yeah. was like, you, I hope they do it. In. And also my criterion pick of the week is the long goodbye with Elliot Gould, uh, which he plays Philip Marlowe and was one of the big inspirations in films that inspired the Coen brothers to write um, the Big Lebowski. And mm-hmm. I had never seen it until the uh, new neo-noir um, feature on Criterion. The, and there's lines taken from it, it's if you're a Big Lebowski fan, just watch it because you see some of the things that inspired the characters like Jackie Treehorn, Walter, the dude, everybody mm-hmm. um, in it. So I would highly recommend that. Um, 
All right. All right. I guess that I guess that's it. Katie and Aaron, enjoy your vacation. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for joining us, commenters, especially commenters. Editing will be working while yeah. you guys are off on vacation. Lots of work editing going away. on behind the scenes. Yep. Mm-hmm. Lots of things going on. Very important things happening while you're just on the beach having a great time. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Jim and I are going to Disney World for our All vacation. Right. Oh, enjoy. Enjoy right. that. Bye, everybody. Bye, Bye everybody. Bye, guys. Bye.